Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Leheke. Hope you guys had an amazing past week. Um, hope you guys have been having an amazing life, man. Even an amazing start to this day or this evening, whatever time you're watching this episode. Um, I always appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And today we're going to talk about, you know, really an extension of really the theme of this time in my life. And I believe a lot of, you know, you guys' lives as well. Just we've been talking about pride talked about comparison we talked about impatience and i feel like this episode is kind of going to be a mixture of all of it um if i'm honest with you i didn't plan on talking about you know pride and comparison again today but it kind of just happened that way i literally as i'm planning it just kind of happened that way guys and you know maybe this is a part three um there's definitely a lot to talk about when it comes to pride so i can continue to have conversations about this but um yeah, no, we're going to talk about it some more today. I think it's important. You know, we talked about impatience last time. We talked about the different, you know, ways that it comes about in our lives. One of those ways was comparison. Um, and, of course, you know, a couple episodes we talked about how comparison comes from pride, so on and so forth. So it all kind of just goes, it all goes together. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah. So, um, announcements. Really, first, I want to I actually issue an apology, guys, because when I tell you, man, uh, it's come to my attention, and I talked about this before, but I didn't know it was as bad as it was. There have been multiple people that has submitted volunteer applications um, and also topic suggestions to especially ask Kendra, and they weren't going through all the way, guys. Um and apparently our system was messed up. I don't know why that happened, but we figured it out as to like, you know, how we can start getting your submission. So there's nothing that you have to change on your end. We have figured it out on our end. So if you'd like to submit any questions, topic suggestions to either um, Kendra or myself, then you can do that. You can really just go to www.unassociate.com slash podcast now because we kind of redesigned the site. But you can still go to Ask Kendra. You can still go to Ask Church Boy, and you can submit those. If you'd like to volunteer or become a part of the unassociated team, you can still go to the application and submit an application. All of that's the same. Um, but there's some stuff that we had to figure out on our end. So if you hadn't heard from us, it's because we did not get it. Um, but, you know, we'll make sure to reach out um, if you're a good fit based on your application. And, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We'll go from there. Um, and then last thing I want to say, of course, um, every week I like to remind us that if at any point you are led during the week, during this episode, during the day, to uh, make a tax-deductible donation to our ministry, then we welcome that. Um, it could really be helpful to the things that we have planned in terms of really the upkeep of all the services that we provide, the, uh, the, um, the content that we create, and, of course, our live shows, um, like our Poetry Jam we had last month. So you can do that www.unassociate.com slash donate. You can donate one time. You can donate uh, monthly. You can set up like a monthly uh, subscription. Um, and even if it's not you that's led, maybe someone in your network at your church might be led. Um, so yeah, feel free. Send in the website. 
let them read about it, let them learn about things that we're doing. And if God puts it on their heart to donate, they have that access. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. All right. This episode is really a mixture of talking about pride, talking about comparison, talking about impatience, because they're really all related um, in, in, in many ways. And, you know, I, I would really uh, I have to give credit. You know, I told my boys I'm going to cite them because, you know, a lot of this, the goodness and the wisdom of this episode was God using my brothers around me. And when I say brothers, these are not my blood brothers, but these are people that I've grown up with my entire life. Um, I would typically call them cousins, but I think that more recently our relationship has developed from just calling them cousins. I have to call them brothers because they deserve that. Um, I took a trip with them last weekend and it was absolutely amazing. And I must say that I'm so thankful to God to have my group, like my 20s group, all of us young men of God in our 20s, men of God, God-fearing men that genuinely, you know, love the Lord and can sharp, like iron can sharpen iron. And God has even given us different gifts that, you know, can help each other out in different areas. And um, I'm really thankful to y'all. And, you know, I, I'm really praying that all of us have that because I'm thankful that God has given me that. Um, and transparency really matters, man. We had some talks and, and it was just amazing. So like a lot of things I want to say today is inspired from the conversations I had with my brothers last weekend. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about pride. We're going to talk about comparison. We're going to talk about impatience. Last episode, when we were talking about impatience, I was basically establishing this idea that we can't be subject to God and subject to our impatience at the same time. There are two different masters, right? Um, you know, when we're subject to our impatience, we try to take the reins of our own lives. We try to prop up these ideas of where we should be in our lives. We compare ourselves to other people. It's very hard for us to be present. And of course, Ultimately, it roots in pride and also roots in us not being able to trust God, so on and so forth. Um, one of the places that impatience derives from is comparison. And if you've been listening for the past four episodes, then you would know that comparison derives from pride a lot of the times. Granted, it can come from other places as well. Sometimes it's not us, us in our hearts that want to compare ourselves to other people, but the people around us, whether it be our parents, our teachers, any type of guardian, so on and so forth, that compare us to our peers um, and sometimes we can develop the habit of comparing ourselves to other people because of the environment that we were raised in. And um, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that the truth of Scripture outweighs the lies that other people are telling you and the toxic thinking that other people are trying to condition you to think. But nevertheless, a lot of times that we compare ourselves is because of pride. And I want to talk about talk more about because we had a episode on it. Uh, talk more about the relationship between pride and comparison. And I thought that it would be amazing for us to learn a thing or two from John the Baptist. I've talked about John the Baptist multiple times. I've preached this from this passage multiple times. Um, but I really want to angle it in a way that really helps us understand the vanity that comes in comparison and how those things uh, are really, it really stems from a demonic wisdom. And I don't say demonic just because everybody says Christians call everything demonic nowadays, whatever. I mean, a lot of things are demonic nowadays, but legit demonic wisdom, as according to James chapter three, when he says that these, you know, when the people have the, the envy and the self-seeking hearts, it stems from a worldly um, demonic wisdom. It's demonic. John the Baptist is an amazing epitome of a humble man. I think that. His display of humility is one of the greatest displays of humility and throughout the entire scripture. Of course, the number one display of humility would be, of course, the son of God coming down in the flesh. 
and subjecting himself to under the Father even to death and humbling himself, as it talks about in Philippians chapter 2. But John the Baptist is cool too. And I really love John the Baptist because I think, especially when it comes to people who are working in ministry like myself, sometimes the devil tries to create division when he, you know, gets us to compare ourselves and compare our gifts to other people's gifts and compare our God's plan in our lives to other people's plan. Um, and John the Baptist is a perfect example of someone who recognized that he is not the focal point of the universe God is. John the Baptist was someone that God said was, at, at that time, was the greatest man to ever be born of a woman. His birth was prophesied. Not many people can say that. His birth was prophesied. And he had a large following, too. He preached. He baptized. And there's a lot of people that came to him for that wisdom. A lot of people that came to him um, as, as he, was, he, was a, he was a prophet. He was a, uh, a, a staple, you know. But then, one day the time came for John and his role on this earth to decrease and this came with the arrival of the Son of God, who is Jesus Christ. And something happened. Jesus came on the scene. John saw him. He said, wow, behold, this is the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world. John knew that this, this was the Christ. That doesn't mean that everybody around John knew that, though, or even knew what that meant. The time came where John and all of his followers and all the people who came to him for wisdom and for baptism started to find more interest in Jesus. And in John chapter 3, we're told that John's followers saw Jesus baptizing and all these people that used to come to them now going to Jesus. And now everybody's being baptized by Jesus. And they came to John. And they said, John, this guy that you just baptized, now everybody's going to him. Maybe you've been the person. Some point in your life, you were getting so much attention and so much praise. Everybody was talking about you. Everybody was looking at you. All the expectation, all of the love, all the praise, all the adoration, all the admiration. It all went to you. And then at some point, it dwindled. It left and it transferred to someone else. And I don't have to explain in detail how that could then make us want to compare ourselves to those people and envy those people. And I can't say that if I'm in John the Baptist's place, I wouldn't have those emotions. But he didn't. And that's what I find so admirable about him. His response to his own disciples pointing out the fact that Jesus Christ was now, you know, taking his following is accounted for in John chapter 3, verse 27 to 30. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom or the groom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, his joy of this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Hmm. I love this passage so much. Just the epitome of humility. Because John the Baptist knew his role. He knew his role. 
He said, I am not the Christ. I am not the bride's groom. I'm the friend of the groom. I am not the main character. I'm the friend of the main character. Because the main character is God. And John had joy and he found comfort in knowing that what I'm seeing is not a man taking something from me. No, no, no. I'm seeing God's work play out. Like in verse 27, when he says a man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from above. John recognized that this is God's work. And because he was able to register in his mind to know that this life is not about him and that the universe does not revolve around John. When it was time for him to decrease and for God's plan to be worked out through really him, <laughs> someone else. It wasn't a matter of comparison. It wasn't a matter of envy. It wasn't a matter. It wasn't it wasn't about now feeling bad about not having as much following and people caring about him. He says his joy was fulfilled. John the Baptist didn't grow envious because his joy was never fulfilled by him getting all of the attention. His joy was fulfilled by seeing God's work play out. John did not grow envious, nor was his ego hurt when he lost his following to Jesus Christ. Because he knew his role. Because God does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, with the vessels that he wants. Even when it's him coming down in the flesh. And he still does this. All right. And the way he does this now might not be through Jesus coming down in the flesh, but it could be through blessing other people and, and exalting other people to certain positions so that he can do the work through them to fulfill his plan. So how do we react in those times? How do we react when God starts to use other people? How do we react when God blesses other people? How do we react when God promotes other people and exalts them to a certain position? Oftentimes, we grow envious. But if we truly believe, ladies and gentlemen, if we truly do believe that no man can receive anything unless it comes from above, and if we truly do believe James chapter 1, verse 17, that says every good and perfect gift comes from above, then we have to recognize that if something truly good is happening in somebody else's life, that is God's doing. That is God's doing. And when God is doing something, he's doing something, of course, because he loves us and he blesses us. But it's also with the intention to fulfill his good and perfect will. And if we call ourselves people who subject ourselves to God's will. It's not about subjecting yourself to, you, to God's will only in your life, but it's subjecting yourself to God's will overall and how he wants to plan out and execute his purpose, his plan, his strategy on this planet. So we must decrease and he must increase. And the thing is, sometimes God increases through other people. God's going to 
draw glory to himself by blessing other people. So in him increasing, he's increasing other people's finances. He's increasing their career. He's increasing their success and prosperity. He's increasing their favor at work. He's increasing their family. And in those times, it's not the time for us to compare, as we so often have the habit of doing. But it's the time for us to see the glory of God and see the goodness of God working in other people's lives for the sake of his plan to fulfill his perfect will. And my cousin said something that was so amazing to me. Ike. I told, I told you I was going to shout him out. He said that God's goodness in other people's lives should not be a threat to you. So don't be mad when he blesses others. God's goodness in other people's lives should not be a threat to you. Why would it be? If we truly believe that no man can receive anything unless it comes from above. If we truly believe, if we truly believe that all good and perfect gifts come from him. We have to acknowledge that it's God's doing. And when we see God working, even if it means that our role is decreased, it's not the time for us to envy. It's not the time for our pride and our ego to get hurt. It's the time for us to be like John the Baptist. And let our joy be complete in God's goodness being declared and God's goodness being demonstrated. That is amazing. Even when it's not you experiencing it like somebody else is. It's unfortunate that the pride within us often turns people's testimonies into reasons to envy them. That is demonic wisdom. Mark my words, it's demonic wisdom. Christians call everything demonic. James chapter 3, that envy and the self-seeking heart comes from demonic wisdom. I'm not making this up. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, God's, God works out his plan and his will. How he pleases, with who he pleases, when he pleases. And we should not be threatened by it. It should be the object of our joy. Because we recognize that. This story is not about us and it's not about us being exalted and us garnering the praise and the worship and the attention from everybody else. It's about God doing that. And God does that when he blesses people. He does that when he blesses not just you, but others, too. Sometimes even your enemy. Sometimes the people that piss you off, especially the people that don't deserve it. Duh. How much glory can God get from from blessing people that didn't work hard for it? That didn't deserve it. Is that not a display of God's grace? Is that not a display of God's power to be able to use someone like David, who never has ever been in war, to knock off a guy that's, <laughs> that's, that's been in war since he was a kid? Is that not a display of God's glory? That that person at your job who's a ditz got a promotion? <laughs> LOL.
<laughs> is it not? Is it not? Is it not a display of God's glory when people who are incompetent or we would consider incompetent are able to accomplish amazing things? And when his favor is shined over people's lives, is it not God who uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise? <clears throat> we must decrease and he must increase even if he's increasing through other people's lives. Submit to it. It's not about you. It's not. It's about him. He doesn't only love you. He doesn't only bless you. He doesn't only work through you. He does that to us. He loves us. He blesses us. He works through us. And we all have different plans, different purposes, different works that we've been preordained to walk in. We do not have the same plan. So why do we compare? And why do we take somebody else's life and look at their accomplishments and the ages in which that they accomplished this and they got this and they got that. And then we try to apply that same timeline, that same, that's those same benchmarks to us. But we don't have the same plan. We don't have the same purpose. We don't have the same strategy. We don't have the same timeline that God has placed over our lives. So why are we comparing? And of course, that's where the impatience comes from. That's where the impatience comes from. First Peter chapter five, verse six to seven says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in what due time. God is not on our timeline. He has a different due time. For every particular plan he's put in different people's lives. That person's due time could have been two years ago and yours might not be until the next 10 years. And if we say that we've submitted to God's plan, if we say that we are humbly submitting ourselves to God's plan, then we should be waiting. Mind you, it's not about you. It's not about your exaltation. And if you think that it is, then it's a pride issue and it's a sin issue. But God can free you from that too. Thank God for his grace and thank God for the fact that we are free from sin and we can be healed from that pride. And let me tell you something. That's what true freedom is. Pride is bondage. But true freedom comes from understanding that the world does not revolve around you and taking the pressure off yourself and just following God. And life becomes about following God, not meeting benchmarks, worrying about the next promotion. No, but promotion comes from God. Worrying about who to network with God will bring your destiny helpers. Let God be good to other people without you being jealous. Let God give something to someone else that will help them declare his praise. First Peter chapter two, verse nine says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Hold on. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He's talking about more than just one person. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. Holy nation can't just be you. We are his special people. Us. 
more than one, plural, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. God doesn't want just you declaring his praise. He wants everyone declaring his praise. <laughs> so he demonstrates his love to everyone and he showers blessings on everyone. And, 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 and it's his desire that we remember to give him the glory. And that's the point. That's the point. That's it right there. Declaring his praise. Let other people like it's, it's about us declaring his praise, not just you. So when somebody shares with you their testimony, it's not about you being envious. That's giving you more stories to tell somebody else. Look what God did for so-so-and-so. Won't he do it? Because we're here to declare his praise. Please, side note, unless somebody gives you permission, don't just be sharing their testimony like that. <laughs> but nevertheless, man, the point remains. We're here to declare the praise of the Lord, guys. Not just you. Not just you. Stop comparing yourself. Stop thinking that your life is supposed to go at the same pace as somebody else's life. Says who? That is the enemy's way and, and really your own flesh of Getting you to be disobedient to God while you think you're being obedient to him. Is getting you to start seeking after things for the sake of trying to keep up with other people, trying to share in their admiration or even take their admiration. God has a timeline for your life. And the thing is, he hasn't shared it with you. Now, that shouldn't cause anxiety. And the reason why it shouldn't cause anxiety is because we serve a faithful God. Please do not forget God's faithfulness. His faithfulness. You know, the Bible sets it up like when the children of Israel turn to other gods and put things before him. He compares himself. God compares himself to a man whose wife was cheating on him. God is more faithful. And I've said this before. God is more faithful than the person who remains faithful to their cheating spouse. Think about that. Think about that. That's who's on your side. And that person also has to be happens to be the sovereign ruler of the entire world. <laughs> and he's on your side, bro. He's on your side, sis. And you know, some of us will think, okay, well, yeah. You know, I, I, and we, I talked about this last week too. Okay, well, I, I'm still upset that it seems like his plan in this person's life is bigger than his plan in my life. And you're still missing the point. You are still missing the point. If you are thinking that, well, somebody else's plan is bigger than your plan. You're still missing the point. It's not about who God likes more. It's not. God is not looking for the person who can fill the stadium up with the most people. 
He's looking for the person who can be faithful. He's looking for the person who's going to serve no matter what. And that's what makes you great. We read that last uh, episode, or was it two episodes ago? Luke, was it Luke 22? For who is greater, verse 27, for who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table, yet I am among, I among you as the one who serves? Jesus was saying that typically the person who sits at the table and the one who serves, the one who sits at the table is better, but I'm the one here serving you. <laughs> really, it's, it's really him saying, like, I'm greater than you and here I am serving you. The person who's the greatest is the person who's serving. Don't forget about his faithfulness, y'all. Stop comparing yourself, man. Stop it. Stop it. You are not the focal point. God is going to get his praise. Sometimes it's going to be through you and sometimes it's going to be through other people. Be okay with that because that's what it is. We are supposed to declare his praise. We, as, as, as a holy nation, as a royal priesthood, as a chosen generation, not just you, all of us, we are, we are meant to declare his praise. We are meant to declare his praise and that's exactly what we're going to do. Man. This stuff is so deep-rooted, man. That pride, that comparison, that impatience is so deep-rooted. And I just I just pray, man, that that y'all really, all of us, we really surrender to God to do what he wants to do with our lives and just get out of the way, man. That's what true humility is. It's getting out of the way. It's allowing God to be the main character, not you. And let the main character have as many adventures with other people as he wants. It doesn't mean that he's forgotten about you. It doesn't mean that he cares more about them than you. No. He's doing what he's doing for the sake of his will, for the sake of his plan, his perfect will and his perfect plan. And he loves all of us, man. And we're going to all declare his praise. His goodness in other people's life is not going to be a threat to us. It's going to be reason for us to continue to have joy in the fact of seeing his work be worked out. So he will increase and we will decrease even when he chooses to increase through the lives of other people. He will increase and we will decrease. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this episode. I thank you so much for this message. And Father, I could preach it. They can hear it. Even I can hear it. But we need your spirit to be what settles this in our hearts and empowers us and equips us to act it out, to live it out, to behave in such a manner that is consistent, that is worthy of the calling over our lives, oh God. I need you to purify us, oh God. I surrender, we surrender to you. I open my heart, my mind to you, my body, Lord Jesus, that you can come in and transform us by the renewing of our minds, that you can help us and empower us with the discipline and the wisdom, the godly wisdom, to present our bodies a living sacrifice to you, O oh God. Father, when we see you increase, help us to decrease. Help us to know it's not about us. It's not even about other people. It's all about you, Lord Jesus. It's all about you. Father, jealousy and envy, let it be far from our hearts and our minds genuinely in Jesus' name. Not just saying we're not jealous for the sake of preserving our ego, but genuinely not being jealous because we are humbled already. 
we recognize that anything that we have that is good, it all comes from you. Even for those that don't believe in you, it all comes from you, oh God. It all comes from you. And Father, let us also recognize that it's not our job to go humble people. No, that's your job. Help us, Father God, to walk humbly ourselves, to humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Due time, we will be exalted. But also, it's not about our exaltation. It's about your exaltation. Help us to declare your praise as the people you called, the people, the holy nation, the royal priesthood, the chosen generation, you called out of the darkness into the light. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Um, hope you guys have an amazing week. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? If you need anything, like I said, you know, our our topic suggestions and ask questions function was messed up, but we have figured it out. So if you guys have any topic suggestions, any questions, hit us up. You can go to www.unassociated.com slash askchurchboy. You can go to or ask Kendra or podcasts um, and you can submit questions on all of those pages. And what else? Anything else? Yeah. God is good, man. God is good. Um, love you guys. Peace.